0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Legacy Church podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the word of God is powerful and has real life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. I'm going to be talking to us this morning about baby faith. And I want you to, if you don't have one of these around you, I want you to find one. I think you do. I want you to grab it. Hang on to it for later. I want you to take it home. Today, I'm talking about baby faith. And Pastor Matt kicked us off last weekend. Thank you so much. I've had the cold that will never go away. And my voice (laughs) has decided not to come back either. So that's great anyways, hang on to this. We're going to start in Matthew 17. And what happens is a father brings his son who is, um, tormented by a demonic spirit. And he brings his son to Jesus's disciples and they try and they try and they pray and absolutely nothing happens. And so they go and they get Jesus, and Jesus prays, and the boy is completely set free. And so we're going to pick it up right here in Matthew seventeen, nineteen through 20. It says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I grew up in church. I've heard this scripture preached thousands of times, right? Thousands. Somebody asked me last night, what are you preaching on tomorrow? And I quoted this scripture, and I immediately saw a glaze go over their eyes. Like, yeah, we've all heard that a million times. I'm just going to move that, because I feel like standing today. Um But the truth is, is that Jesus is saying in this moment, if you look at your little card there, these are mustard seeds. They're so small that when I was making these, they were falling all over the place, all over the dining room. I found them in my hair. I found them in my shoe. These are so tiny. And Jesus says in this moment, if you even had faith this big You could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would. Now, I want to talk to you about baby faith, because before we can truly live a life of legacy faith and see things that I know you and I want to see, which is the impossible. We want to see the mountains moved in our lives. We want to see miracles. How many of you need a miracle? I need a miracle in my body right now. How many of us need a miracle? But the truth is, is we have to get our baby steps and our baby faith working before we're ever going to see something truly massive happen in our lives. Now, the problem is baby faith, baby steps are annoying. They're essential, but they're annoying. And uh, baby faith and baby steps build character and they build confidence in God, and it's all about one step at a time. Now, most people just want to be great, and they don't want to do all the little processes along the way that it takes to be great. Am I right? We want to skip this process, okay? We don't like the process of getting to the great thing. Just give me the great thing, and then you know, you fast forward to this generation that we're living in where anything that we want, we can have within minutes. And we expect our character to work like that. We expect God to work like that. We expect faith to work like that. God, I'm saying it, and it should happen right away. That's not what Jesus was talking about in this moment, okay? We all want to be Noah, on the ark, floating by, waving out the window, saying, I told you so. We don't want to be the guy that spent 10, 20 years cutting down trees and shaving the wood as people stood on his property line laughing at him and mocking him and making fun of him for rain that they had never seen. (laughs) What do you think you're doing, old man? there he is. We always want to be on the boat when everything goes perfectly and when it comes to the end. And we love the I told you so moment. But we don't want to sit and listen to people make fun of us for 20 years. We don't want to sweat and do the hard work that it took to actually build that boat. Because every day that he built that boat was baby faith. It was baby steps. It was one foot in front of the other it was building the base of the boat and then it was moving up the sides and then it was building the cages on the inside for the animals and then it was in this very sunday school story all of a sudden becomes very real to us when we put this in our own lives because we get discouraged and give up when things don't happen immediately This is how we are. And what God's trying to do is, He's trying to build baby faith in our lives. And He does it one step at a time. And He does it in the mundane, boring, everyday life. You always hear people say, you know, oh, once I get to this place, then I'll do this. No, you won't. It's a proven fact. Once I have a a better job, then I'll be able to give to the poor. No, you won't. (laughs) You're going to do whatever you're doing right now. Because God's like, I want you to do what I want you to do with what I've given you right now. God, I'll obey you when you do this for me, when you get me. That is not the way it works. He is trying to build baby faith in us that is willing to just take the next step. So let's talk about this. So Jesus here in this text, he's saying, if you even had this little bit of faith, you could say to this mountain, move, and it would move. This is a seriously small amount. So if you're sitting there thinking in your life, wow, I don't have any faith. Apparently you don't need a lot. You don't. And the size of faith is absolutely ridiculous in comparison to what Jesus says it can do. So how is this possible? I want us to get this ingrained in our hearts and in our minds if you remember nothing from today. Faith starts with God, not you. The reason why Jesus said, if you even had a shred of faith, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there. What he was basically saying was, if you had even a shred of God, you could say to this mountain, move and it would move. Faith has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with Him. That's why you only need a speck because our God, if you read about Him, is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere all at once. And 1% of His power could do more than you and I could ever conjure up in our entire lifetime. And this is what Jesus is trying to explain in this moment. He's like, hey, if you even trusted God this much, you would see mountains move. But we run everything through our own filter. Well, I'm just not there yet. I'm just, I don't have that much faith. I'm just not you know, bold enough, or, oh, I'm this, or I'm that, and we just go through all the reasons why we're not, we're not, we're not, and God's like, yeah, good thing you're irrelevant to this situation. <laughs> the only thing God needs you to do is take a step. Take a baby step. Be obedient to the little thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe your little thing was coming to church today. You looked out that window, and you saw the snowfall, and you're like, Ugh. I just want to stay in my bed. I want to drink my tea, and I want to cozy up by the fire like I was in Jane Colleen's. I was literally like a cat. I had a blanket. I laid by the fireplace. I had a tea. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm your family cat tonight. <laughs> but the truth is, is maybe you got yourself up, and you got dressed, and you came here. And that was a step. Of obedience, because you knew God wanted you to be here today. We're not talking about going out and killing Goliath today. We're talking about doing the one small baby step. Because one small baby step of obedience to God is engaging with a power that something this small could do something absolutely incredible. Now, I want us to read Romans 12, 3 says this. It says, just in case you're wondering, Paul says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to. (laughs) I love this. But to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Do you know that God has assigned a measure of faith to each person? So if you have said yes to Jesus and you have agreed to follow God and to make him Lord of your life, you have been given a measure of faith. So if you're sitting there going, well, I don't have any faith. Well, not really true. God has given you a measure of faith. And apparently, like I said earlier, the amount that you have doesn't matter that much. It's what you do with what you have. If you have a small shred of faith, do you do what God asks you to do with that small shred of faith? If you've got a little baby amount, do you live obediently to the little baby amount that he's given you? Because the Bible says that he's given all of us a measure of faith. So the question I want to ask is, how do we respond to God in the mustard seed season of our faith. Now, I know we're all not living in the ultimate potential in our lives because (laughs) your life would look a lot different. And I put myself in this category. I'm not saying you. I'm saying all of us. We all have more to go. We all have more that God wants to do in our lives. And if you've reached a place where you're like, I'm capped. This is all I'm ever going to be. I'm always going to have this struggle. I'm always going to be this way. Wake up today because that is not the truth God wants you to start walking in his way in whatever place you're in right now. And actually, Zechariah 4.10, it says this, and it reveals something about the nature of God. And it says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. We don't rejoice to see the work begin. We like when the work's finished. Am I right? Think about putting a piece of IKEA furniture together. God help us. Some people enjoy doing that. If you do, I I don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) Come to my house. But the Bible says that God actually loves to see the small beginning. He loves to see you take that one little step. You think God's waiting for you to step out and lay hands on somebody in a wheelchair and see them get up and walk. And God's like, I just want you to show up to church on Sunday. I just want you to pray for that coworker I just want you to be bold enough to step out and see that person. And when God says, tell them that I love them, that you actually do it, God rejoices to see things start. You know, we took over this church last year in May. And whenever there's transition with leaders, there's always going to be a big turnover. And Matt and I, I think in the beginning, we were a little shocked because we had taken over a church four years ago. And nobody left. We took over the church. Nobody left. We stepped in and just started running. And we took over this church last year in May, and such a large group of people left. <laughs> and uh, we really didn't take it personally. We did it for five minutes. You know, you have your five minutes of like, wow, what's wrong with us? And uh, God spoke to our hearts this scripture. And he said, this is a new beginning. And the Lord rejoices in seeing the work begin. And we just started treating this as if we were starting from the ground up. We have a 30-year foundation from Matt's uncle who has pastored and is our founding pastor here. But God was like, no, no, I love this. I love the small beginnings. I love everybody working together to just make it work. I love when people just want to roll up their sleeves and and just get it without the glory, without the, you know, crowd, without the... That's not why we're here. We're here to follow Him one step at a time. One baby step at a time. And the people will come and we will do outreach events, and we will do mail-outs, and we will do things to bring people in the door. But I just feel like God spoke to our hearts and was like, I love seeing this begin. He loves things at the start. And I want you, and I want to encourage you to start to embrace the beginning." embrace the baby steps embrace the mundane um, embrace the little things because if you won't be obedient in the mustard seed season you will not be obedient in in a crazy harvest time you won't because it's all character it's all who you are on the inside and who you are doesn't change when you get lots of things. I have a friend in Hamilton. He's one of our worship leaders. And he um, really struggled with his weight. And he was weighing in around 400 pounds. And I did a podcast recently with him. And he had a surgery to remove part of his stomach and his intestines. And he is, a year later, he's down at like 220 pounds. It's incredible the transformation he's gone through. Can I tell you something? He's the exact same person on the inside. He actually forgets that he's lost all the weight. He forgets, and yet he looks in the mirror and he scares himself, because in his head, he's the same person. And we think that if everything would just change around us, that we would be different. We won't the only way that we change and we grow is in the everyday baby steps. It's in the little acts of obedience that ultimately lead to our character transforming. I want to tell you guys a story. A few years ago, I decided to join the gym. I hadn't worked out in years. I had my kids and I was just ready, like, I need to get healthy. And so I got a personal trainer. And uh, I'm like, you know what, I'm doing this. And so this is a couple years ago now. I had been going in six days a week to the gym. Like, I was hardcore. I don't do that anymore. If I go in twice a week, I'm proud of myself. I was going six days a week, and I was walking on the treadmill. Or I was, you know, doing my little workouts or I was with my trainer everything was foundations everything was basic there was no heavy weight lifting it was just like learning proper form of a squat or learning proper form on deadlifts or how to hold your body or how to your fix your posture and it was all this just like mundane boring baby stuff and I'm looking around in the gym and there's guys in there that are lifting like so much weight and so I had been training day in, day out, day in, day out, and doing just the mundane workouts, and I was just doing what he told me to do, okay? Simple baby steps. So one day I'm there, and he gives me two 25-pound dumbbells. And I had been training for a while, like probably a year and a half. And he gives me two 25-pound dumbbells, and he's like, hey, I want you to do lunges across the room. And so I'm lunging with my 225-pound dumbbells. And as I'm doing it, I have the worst attitude of all time. And I don't know, it's just, it felt so hard that day. And so I start mumbling under my breath. And I'm like, wow, you suck today. This, I hate this. I, I hate this. And I'm talking to myself like a lunatic Lunging across the gym. And he overhears me and he's like, What are you saying? And I'm like, I suck today and I hate this and this is very hard. And I just keep lunging. And he storms off and I don't know where he's going. I'm just lunging my 225 pound dumbbells. And I see him in the corner, and he pulls out the sled. Now, I don't know if you know what the sled is, but it's just a big steel square with posts on it. And he starts loading this thing up with plates, like plate after plate after plate after plate. And these are like 45-pound plates that he's putting on this sled. And the thing is stacked this high with weights. And I'm just... Lunging. Feeling sorry for myself. And all of a sudden, I hear him call me. And so I come over and he's like, you're going to push it. (laughs) I started laughing in his face. I'm like, yeah, you're funny. He's like, no, you're going to push it. Now, he is a 6'3 CFL vet that I am not about to argue with. (laughs) 250-pound football player. I don't think so. So I get behind the sled, and I'm ready to push. And he steps on the sled. (laughs) And I'm like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me right now. He's like, push it. So I'm shaking, and I'm panicking, and I'm freaking out. And I get into position, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, push it. (laughs) We're really good friends now. I didn't know how it was going to go after that, but we're good friends now. And I start pushing it. And I'm pushing it, and I'm pushing it. And... I'm pushing it the whole length of the gym. So let's say it's from this stage all the way to the exit doors. And all of a sudden, I'm so focused on pushing it, all of a sudden, I hear people screaming. And I look beside me and realize the entire gym has stopped working out and has lined up along the side of the turf where I'm pushing this sled. And if you know anything about this gym, this gym, because my trainer and the owner is a CFL vet, is a football player hotspot. So Thai cats work out there, and um, guys from the NFL that are in the CFL, they're all there. And that just happened to be football player day. <laughs> and they're all lined up, and they're screaming screaming at me, let's go, push it, you can do it. And they're screaming at me and I'm freaking pushing this thing with all I've got. And I get to the end and I stood up and the entire gym is like erupting in cheers at this point. And my trainer's like, the next time you want to make excuses, remember this moment. He's like, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. That sled had over 700 pounds on it. Wow. Woo! You know what it was, though? It was those six days walking up the treadmill, doing the lunges doing the basics, day in, day out, doing what I was told. And then when it came time to push that mountain, all my little baby steps came together. And I did something that day that I would have thought was impossible. Now, we're talking about physical human muscles and strength, not a Holy Spirit conquering death, all-powerful God of the universe that wants to be your trainer day in, day out, baby steps, form, lunges, listening to instruction, obeying, and the next time (laughs) you're having a bad day, Maybe you'll find yourself with something absolutely overwhelming, but you're going to make it through because when you've been doing the baby steps and the mundane and the every single day trusting and obeying and believing and following, you can say to a mountain, move and it will move because you've put your faith and your trust in him and not in yourself. I also noted in this story that I wasn't alone pushing that sled. There was an entire wall of people screaming at me to do it. And what I want to encourage you is baby faith is not meant to be walked out alone. And you have a family, the family of God, that is cheering for you and and screaming, don't quit, don't give up, keep going, keep pushing, keep moving. And sooner or later, you're doing things you never thought you could do because you're surrounded by God's family that he has put so much that he wants to do in us is going to require people around us encouraging us, believing in us. And if you think you can do things on your own, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. You might miss the crowd. We're supposed to fight this fight together. Run this race together. The writer of Hebrews encouraged us that you actually have a cloud of witnesses in heaven praying for you, cheering for you, Not just that, you have the family of God. And that's why we can't neglect meeting together and gathering together because they're there. We're here to tell you, keep moving, keep pushing. Don't quit, keep going. Sadly, sadly, some of us never even try. We never try. We never make it that far. Because we've already come up with all the reasons why we can't do it. Me? That's crazy. I can't do that. I'm just not that good of a Christian. Me? I can't do that. I'm dumb. Me? I can't do that. Me? I can't do that. I don't feel like it. And sadly, We never actually reach the potential sometimes that God has for us because we don't even attempt. And I think about all the decisions that led to that moment. And I want you to see this story as a picture of your own life. Like, I chose to sign up to go to the gym. And I chose to sign up with a trainer. And I chose to go to those sessions. And I chose to do the activities. And then in that split second, when he looked at me and said, push it, I chose to start moving. Those are lots and lots of choices to say yes on the way to moving that mountain of weight. And I want to ask you, are you saying yes to all of the choices that God puts in front of you that are going to lead you to doing things you never thought you could do? Because they start with signing up for the gym. They start with showing up. They start with very simple, simple things that if we can't do those, we're never going to see God move that way through us in our lives. Now, I'm not saying that there's never going to be some sort of supernatural intervention in your life that just completely bypasses your faith and, and your engagement, but most of the time, God looks for the everyday obedience. He looks for the everyday. You think about David on the backside of a mountain shepherding sheep. and the choices that he made. Then it came to Goliath, and he's like, oh, I've already slain the lion and the bear. I'm ready for this. He did that in the mundane, in the everyday of his shepherding life. There are things God's trying to teach you in the mundane everyday of your life that are going to prepare you to face giants, and face mountains, and face things. And the only difference in all of this, and this is the good part, is it's God, not you. It's his strength, not your strength. It's by his power, not your power. It's not by your might. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you don't even need to dig deep to find this. You just have to say yes when he calls you, when he asks you. And I'm going to end with this. And Mike, you can come back up. I'm going to end because this is such a great picture. Matthew 18, 1 through 4 says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Here we find men once again, and this is us. We want to be great. We want to do amazing things. And Jesus, said, Jesus it says he called a little child to him. And he placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change, listen to these words, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I want to ask you, why do you think Jesus is talking about a child? Here we have a small thing again, baby faith. Jesus actually says, unless you change and stop trying to figure everything out with your logic and your reason, and yes, we all know you're smart. Jesus is like, unless you become like a child, You're never gonna get me. You're never gonna do great things in my kingdom. Why a child? Because a child trusts first. They trust first. My son at seven years old does not run through 10 layers of logic and reasoning and education and science and culture and philosophy when I ask him to go brush his teeth. He just goes, yeah, and he goes and he does it. And sometimes I have to remind him, hey, if you don't brush your teeth. They're going to rot and fall out. And you're going to be the kid with no teeth. And I got to use a little threatening to help him do it. But even at that point, he's like, well, how, how does it rot? And tell me the exact scientific process. And I don't believe... He's a child. He's like, sure. Okay, I don't want my teeth to fall out. I'm going to look like an idiot. That's literally his mentality. And Jesus is like, unless you stop trying to be smart and trying to have all the answers and figure everything out on your own first and just trust me, just take the baby step. Just say yes when I'm asking you to do something. Just do it. We don't need our reason and our logic and our thinking to have baby faith. We need a willingness to say yes. And I want you, I want you to take this home, I I put them out here, I want you to take this home, stick it on your fridge. Matt designed it so it looks decent. My husband, our pastor, if you don't know, he's actually originally a graphic designer. He did go to Bible college and do all this stuff, but he's a designer and an artist, and this whole thing was his idea, so I'm going to give him credit. But I want you to place this somewhere where you're going to see it every day and remind yourself this is about the little moments of saying yes. The little moments, the little baby steps and, and actually remind yourself, hey, if I'm going to be great in God's kingdom, I just got to do the little things. I just got to be willing to trust Him. Trust Him first. And remind yourself, you know, maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been disappointed. Maybe you've been failed. Believe me, I've been there. But I want you to remember that faith starts with God, not with people. So when you start relating what people have done to you, to your faith, you're thinking about it all wrong. Faith starts and ends with Him. And we know that He never fails. He never disappoints. He never lies. He never betrays. He never does the things that you're sure to experience in your life. On this earth. And if faith starts and ends with Him, that means that my failure, my disappointment, my betrayal, my this doesn't factor into the equation. I don't stop trusting. I don't stop saying yes. I don't stop believing, even when everything around me doesn't line up. He wants us to have baby childlike faith that says, hey, if He said it, He's going to do it. If His Word says it, I will it. Well, you don't know all that, it doesn't matter. If His Word says it, I will it. If He asks me to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to take the next step, and the next step, and the next step. And when we start taking these baby steps, I want you to remember that Jesus said, hey, if you even had a shred of faith, you could say to that mountain, move, and it would move. And when you start saying yes to all those baby moments, trust me, God will make bigger moments and bigger moments and bigger moments. And a lot of times, and I'll end with this as we get ready to close, we've gone out there and put our faith and trust in something that wasn't His will. And this only works when you're lined up with what He wants for you with what He's calling you to do, with what He's asking you to do. Faith, remember, starts and ends with Him. It's not manifestation. It's not you really wanting something and saying it and saying it and saying it until it happens. Faith is founded in Him. It starts and ends with Him. And I promise you, if you're doing what He's asked you to do, it will lead to you seeing the impossible. Don't take experiences of moments where you thought it was a good idea and it never happened and go, well, I, I believe then and it didn't work. Let's focus in this next season, during this series of faith. Let's focus on just getting those baby steps. Amen. Can I pray for you today? Father, I thank you for every son and daughter this room. I thank you, God, that your spirit lives within us and that your word says that you've given each of us a measure of faith. And God, we want to steward that faith. We want to be obedient with whatever you've given us. And I pray right now that, God, you would speak to the hearts of everyone in this room. They know your voice and you speak. Show them where they need to take baby steps, show them where they need to say yes, show them where they need to change and become like children and trust you again, show them the areas where we've let logic and reasoning and human thinking rob us of trusting in your ways which confound the wise and your ways which are higher and greater than our ways. And today we commit to you that we want to say yes to the baby steps so that we can see you move in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities, and see impossible things happen. See mountains move see miracles happen so god today we just welcome you into the monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday of our lives and say speak to us show us what you have for us and we'll say yes and we'll follow you and if we mess it up we're going to get back up again and we're going to say yes again and if we have a bad day and we talk and we say we suck and i can't do this God, would you put us in front of a sled and make us push it and just remind us of your power that lives on the inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.